You are listening to a Radio One production brought to you by HD Smartcast. So let's step forward together. Kahuake tono tato. Let's keep moving. I cherish the idea of a new South Africa. Will one day live in a nation where they will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. I have a dream. Right, listen, why do we need politics? This question seems like a million dollars but isn't really. We need politics for two simple reasons. One, we are the future and we need to represent ourselves and the country in a better light. And two, because it's fun, it's interesting and it's important. This is Adiket and I host the evening show on 94.3 Radio 1 and me along with Fabian sir getting you Politics for dummies where we understand politics then and now we understand politics right and left so what are you waiting for put on your headphones and strap on because you are going to have a ride of your life welcome joining us today is mr fabian this is a brand new episode uh, for politics for dummies and uh, from uh, His own apartment joining us is Professor Fabian and from my apartment it's me. Now the beauty of internet is that um, you know wherever you are you can connect with your teacher and learn a couple of things. And uh, today I had this urge to learn about democracy because at this point of time since everybody is locked at our own apartments and if we are living with people we got to figure out our chores we got to figure out our responsibilities and how do we do that we do that democratically everybody gets a say in it and uh, that's a very basic a very ground level root level democratic uh, experience that we have but democracy as a whole is huge it's big So let's jump into this welcoming a professor Fabian. Uh Mr. Fabian, how are you doing on this beautiful day? Well, thank you. Thank you. I'm sitting at home because of uh well, what shall I say, near lockdown conditions. All right, we all are sitting at homes and we should do that. We should absolutely follow all rules and regulations because they are for us. Now, in today's episode, we're trying to learn about democracy. So Abraham Lincoln uh, said it very beautifully of the people for the people by the people this is what democracy is uh, did i paraphrase it did i say it right fabian you said it right only thing is that you know the people cannot rule themselves they need to uh, they need to elect representatives so it cannot be by the people except you know they get a chance once in 5 years or 4 years to vote Yeah, you see. So Lincoln's was rather idealistic, but it is very, you know, he used it in his famous Gettysburg speech. It was the more one of the most eloquent speeches, but in political theory it's not the best definition. Okay, okay. So that is what it is. We learn something new every single day. So uh Fabian, what exactly is democracy? Not going by the textbook definition. If we have to explain someone, I mean, it would be it would be redundant to explain someone democracy at this point of time but if still we had to explain someone democracy today how do we explain it to them okay um let's look at it etymologically historically all right 
the word comes from, you know, it comes from Greek. Demos in Greek means people. Kratia, it means rule, to rule. So that is the etymological origin of democracy in Greece sometime in the 6th century. But I want to add that there were democratic societies in India during Buddha's time, again 6th century. True. And it is important to recognize that while the origins of democracy are generally attributed to Greece, which is not incorrect, but we should also recognize that in ancient India, when the Buddhists met, you know, they had elaborate um, rules of procedure, you know, how the discussions will be, what shall I say, regulated, which is again necessary for a democracy. Yeah. So there are democratic uh, traditions, both in Greece and also in ancient India. All right. All right. So this is something that we learn new every single time we sit with Fabian. And this is nice. So we got what exactly is democracy. We get a little bit of history of democracy as well. Now, although this word has been thrown around left, right and center throughout media, throughout times, especially in the last couple of years, whether it's the American media, the Russian media, the Indian media, the Chinese media, what is the state of democracy when we compare it uh, in the West and in the East? Well, the West claims to be always democratic. But mm-hmm. you take the European Union. You look at Hungary, where the judiciary is not free. Or Poland, where okay. the judiciary is not free. So even in the European Union which is the alliance of democracies, the biggest alliance. There are non-democratic, undemocratic attributes. Oh, this is nice. This is absolutely nice. This is, this is something that we had no idea about. So the people who gave us democracy, what is the situation of them at this point of time? Well, are you talking about the United Kingdom or the West in general? Just, just the West in general. I mean, I, I don't want to go into specific details about the United Kingdom because we all know what their situation is like. But the West in general, what is their situation when it comes to democracy? Well, uh, West in general has some of the best democracies. But at the same time, let us not forget that in the United States, democracy was in danger. Mm-hmm. When on the 6th of January, some people tried to attack the Congress. True. The Congress, which was, uh, you know, finalizing the matter as to who won the election, which was yeah. held in November. Yeah. True. People attacked and uh, the representatives, they had to run for their lives. So democracy was under attack as recently as this year in the United States. Very true. Very true. So, I mean, is democracy the perfect form of ruling or it's the closest form of perfection to ruling? I'll put it this way. I will quote Winston Churchill. Well, it may not be perfect, but it is better than all others. Ah, very beautiful. Very beautiful. All right. 
moving on we got to understand this and this is coming from uh, a, a a very concerned citizens point of view now we see and we read about so it all started with the hong kong protest that we started seeing in 2019 it was like the largest protest where the mainland was trying to take over hong kong there were so many details that kept on baffling the other world media so let's talk about china once again because eventually we find china being at the not so center center of everybody's decision making process so will china ever become a democracy because on paper it says that it's democracy but uh, it has a single party ruling system the rules are archaic they keep on banning things left right and center a lot of people are not supposed to say this not supposed to say that there is a constant surveillance so is this democracy democracy or will china ever become a democracy ever thank you first of all china is not a democracy it is what i may call a party autocracy single party and the party controls the state okay. and if you look at xi jinping president xi jinping he is president of china but he is also chairing the military command and he is head of the party communist party of china mm-hmm. okay so he has concentrated what shall i say all the powers in him now that's not democracy elections are not there they go through something but you know it's all managed okay the media are not free so china is not a democracy will it ever become a democracy all that i can say is that uh, people's republic of china look at the first word people's republic of china <laughs> is it was established in 1949 but uh, it has not moved anywhere closer to democracy after that there was mao zedong then of course there were some rulers who were you know less autocratic but currently xi jinping is very very autocratic so as of now no prospects but you know you should never say never in political theory as to what true. might happen tomorrow day after we don't know true very true so understanding china understanding united states understanding india is a very important part of politics because if we have a fundamental straight things become way easier for us to grasp now moving on we've got so much to ask and uh, so little time to discuss uh professor in this after class let's talk a little bit about myanmar uh because uh, we kind of said that we were going to discuss about this in the last episode this has become a very important thing internationally uh they say that there was something that happened now there is a different story situation that is going on in myanmar and then it just progresses and unfolds every single day so let's go from the start what happened in the beginning of the year till about now in myanmar well in myanmar there was uh, an election in november 2020 and the new parliament was supposed to meet on the 1st of february 2021 the military party the military has a party a political party mm-hmm. it uh, fared very poorly in the election it complained that the election was not fair and the election commission went into the matter 
and rejected that complaint. And when on the 1st of February, the new parliament was to meet, the military carried out a coup. It arrested Aung San Suu Kyi and other leaders. And ever since, the people of Myanmar have stood up to the military regime. Well, probably more than 700 human beings have been killed. But the military remains still in power. The Security Council has done, has hardly done anything. And you know why? Because China and Russia are supporting the military. All right. All right. So once again, there are external forces at this point of time acting and destabilizing a democratic state. Does this happen quite often in the world? Of course, we know about Russia's involvement in the democratic process of voting in the United States of America. But otherwise, too, does this keep on happening all the given time? Do people just interfere and do not keep their noses to themselves? Uh, Well, as I had said earlier once, uh, America tries to interfere in other people's election. And now, don't forget that Israel interferes in American elections much more brazenly than does Russia. But nobody complains. So, I don't think we should make too much of this interference. It will be there. Somebody will try to get into your social media <laughs> and spread things. Let to deal with it. That's all. All right. Let's... Let's buckle up, pull up our socks and deal with it. Let's talk about India, the largest democracy. Um, How have we survived in this democratic? uh, Because I know for a fact that I've learned my history, although this is politics that I'm learning from you, that we were ruled by Rajas and Maharajas of uh, generations. Like that happened. Uh, India as a, a place was always constantly ruled by someone or the other uh, you know, it was the Mughals, it was the British. And now after getting our freedom, we became a democratic state. So India is a democracy. What do you have to say about this? Well, let me start with an actual conversation I had way back in Rome uh, in the year 2000. I was attending some National Day party. The ambassadors of Pakistan and Bangladesh they buttonholed me. So yeah. the three of us were in a corner. And they said they had to ask me a common question. How come that you in India have managed to keep your democracy? So I said, are you trying to tell, ask me how come that the Indian military has not taken over India government? They said, yes. I said, well, first of all, Indian democracy is strong, so Mm -hmm. nobody will dare to take it over. And if I may add, the Indian military thinks very sensibly. It knows that its business is to defend India's borders, not to run India. Mm -hmm. You know, so that is why India had no problem with the military takeover. Now, also, don't forget that, you know, in 1950, we declared, uh, we had a constitution which gave universal franchise. Don't yeah. forget that many countries, women did not have the right to vote. So India yeah. sort of, you know, was a pioneer. We all can be proud of that. All right. 
All right, that absolute makes sense. That absolute makes sense. All right, now coming to the last question, and we can wrap the democracy episode today here because this has been absolutely fantastic. There is so much to learn out there. This was like a small crash course. How to make any democracy stronger? Is it transparency? Is it stronger leaders? Is it being more vocal about our issues and finding solutions, or is it active involvement? What can we do to make democracy stronger? Okay, I will make only two points. One is that democracy implies intelligent citizenship. That is. citizens should be alert and they should vote intelligently they should not be brainwashed by anyone second point it is one of the foundations of democracy what montesquieu the french philosopher said that is there should be separation of powers between the executive what we call the government mm-hmm. the judiciary you know the supreme court high court and all that and the parliament these three you know pillars of the state have to keep an eye on each other especially the judiciary especially the parliament because it is the executive that has the powers so the executive has to be properly monitored checked and corrected when necessary by the other two All right. All right. That's what we learned today. That's exactly what we learned today. Democracy. So always take participation in the democracy. Uh let's put a small example here. If if there is a democratic decision that is supposed to be made in your house on what food you're supposed to eat and your father and your sister participates and you refuse to participate, your mother finally cooks a dish, you cannot complain about the dish. if you would have participated you could have said what you wanted and maybe the outcome would have been probably different because you participated and you got what you needed and that's how democracy works thank you so much fabian for being a part of the show once again i mean of course he is the part of the show what i'm saying why why i'm thanking him for being a part of the show it's literally fabian and me on the show thank you so much and uh, once again guys follow us on ht smartcast uh if you have any topic that you want us to discuss on politics for dummies let us know uh and uh, fabian you say safe yeah we really really want thank you, you and your knowledge yeah. thank you aniket just one last point yes. we also need a free media without mm. the freedom of the media there cannot be democracy true that's that's like the latest development that's the, like the latest necessity free media free social media and criticism that is something that makes up democracy thank you so much fabian once again we'll see you next week uh with a brand new episode uh, let us know what topic to discuss and we shall do that see you guys uh, this is aliket signing off along with fabian until the next episode This was a Radio One production brought to you by HT Smartcast. HT Smartcast.